0: The following program may contain errors or omissions, and the creators would like to apologize even when they occur. Except the Chihuahuas, they're infallible. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media,
1: Cabswell. And now it's time for the show that just struck out looking. It's Saturday night napsaw. Hey, Saturday Nighters, we've got a show that somewhat passes for entertainment in most states coming your way shortly. But first, we want to tell you about a new sponsor. You know, we always try to bring sponsors that fit the needs of you, our trapped and captive listeners. And we've really got a great one for you today. Say hello to Pink Box Direct. What's Pink Box Direct? Now, not a category of Porn IQ. This is a monthly subscription box that will change your life. Like, literally, you're going to be seeing your doctor a whole lot more after you sign up for Pink Box Direct. That's because Pink Box Direct is the first ever leftover donut home subscription service. There is nothing like it, except no substitutes. I can hear you salivating already, but here's how it works. You sign up, you pay, and then you get a pink box of donuts delivered directly to your door. But not just any donuts these are the leftover discarded donuts that the world rejects but the true heroes heroes like you and even me run to that untouched plain donut no one wanted during tuesday's board meeting it's in the box that half of an old-fashioned donut that some workplace monster left behind because they only wanted one half of a donut it's in the box that donut that no one can quite remember what kind of filling is in it so no one touches it It's in the box. That second specialty donut that someone got at a theme park but got too sick on the first one to have the second one? It's in the box. The one donut with a bite out of it that you always tell yourself you want to have but don't eat out of shame because eating someone else's unfinished donut is a social construct placed upon us at birth. It's in the box. Take a bite, friends. Take a big bite. Just go to their website, pinkbox.net, to sign up today. That's pinkbox.net, because if you go to pinkbox.com, that is a different product altogether and not one we endorse yet. Also, your office IT person will probably have some questions for you. So go to pinkbox.net and sign up, and for only $24.99 a month, you'll receive the world's unused, rejected, and forgotten donuts straight to your door once a month navsoc files listeners get one extra donut a month probably that shredded coconut one let's be honest if you sign up with the promo code custard ken that's custard with a k pink box direct giving you the taste you crave again this is not affiliated with pinkbox.com and now on with the show Alright, here we go, episode 31 of Saturday Night Nap. I don't even know what I have planned for you all right now, but we're gonna we're gonna have a fun show, huh? What do you what do you say about that? Let's get started with the show right now. Here to, Huh? Oh no. Alright. Hello, hi, is Saturday Night Nap Oh uh, yeah, hi bro. I'd like to request a song. I'd like to dedicate it to my sweet girl. Cool, yeah, yeah. Hey, buddy, yeah. Um, I know we have dedications in the show, but those are clips from a, a radio show I do. We don't actually, uh we, uh, we don't actually take requests. All right, got it. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> my mistake. No problem, dude. See ya. Bye. Oh wow, okay, that was easy. Let's uh, let's turn that down. That boy, that was. Ooh, all right anyways hey so I gotta I gotta tell you all a funny story I have uh I just I can't stop going to McDonald's it's this really funny a... Oh, I should have just managed a Panera why could I I can never find the phone hello hi hello Saturday night nap suck please don't be uh the same guy
0: um uh, okay um yeah, um, I'd like to request a song.
1: I I know it's you, Chet. I know it's you, pal. What? Uh, how? How did you know my name was Chet? I uh, I did. I didn't. I didn't. That was a wild guess. It just sounded. It was kind of an insult, but it turns out it was it was right. So, anyways, can we help you with something that isn't a song request, Chet? Look man, I ju- you got to make this happen for me, okay? This is a radio station, right? I wish it was, but even then I'd be making less money on it than I do now, so no, it's not. Okay, but like just this like just this once, man. Like I want to propose to my special lady. Like and I need a song to do it, okay? You've got to help me out, man. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, all right, you know what? The world is tough. The world is tough. We've all had a bad week. We've all had a bad year, decade, century. All right. What, what uh you you were proposing to your special lady. What is your special lady's name? Uh
0: Sunbeam Cubed.
1: Really? Sunbeam Cubed? That was a joke I did at a, at a PSA segment a while ago. I mean, those are totally real. That's 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 weird. Oh, bro, that's like a sign, dude. You have to have to play me a song so I can propose to her. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do this. Let's do this, Chet. What song do you want to request so you may ask Sunbeam Cubed to be your wedded wife, buddy? What do you want? Oh, nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Chet, no, buddy, you just tell me. You don't have to type it out. Chet, just, just say the name of the song. I'll play it. You don't have to you don't have to spell it out, okay? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oops. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Please play Then the Morning Comes by Smash Mouth. And nope. And now it's time for another edition of Lyric Peace Theatre with Worthington Mountbatten. Paint the Town, Take a Bow. Thank everybody, you are going to do it again. You are the few, the proud. You are the antibody, mind, soul, and zen. And the world's a stage. And the world's a phase. And the end is near. So push, rewind, just in time. thank anybody, you are going to do it again. The way that you walk... It's just the way that you talk like it ain't no thing. And every single day is just a fling. Then the morning comes. Take your knocks, shake them off. Duck everybody, you're going to take them again. You are your foe, your friend. You are the paparazzi. You are the tragedian and the world's a craze. And the world's a phase, and the end is near. So push rewind just in time. Thank anybody, you are going to do it again. The way that you walk, it's just the way that you talk like it ain't no thing. And every single day is just a fling. Then the morning comes, and when it comes, it moves so slow... Kind of like it saying, I told you so. Looking back before she goes, tomorrow's going to hurt. And the world's a stage, and the world's a phase, and the end is near. So push rewind, just in time. Thank anybody. The way that you walk, it's just the way that you talk. Like it ain't no thing. And every single day is just a fling. And then the morning comes. Then the morning comes from the 1999 album Astro Lounge, performed by Smash Mouth, producer Eric Valentine, songwriters Greg Camp and Paul Barry. Lyrics recited and used without permission. Thank you, Wellington. Thank you. That is another edition of Lyric Peace Theta.
0: I'm Larry Lawrenson, your office space attorney, and I'll fight for you on the issues no one else deems important in your workplace. Have you recently taken a vacation, used the meager amount of saved up personal time off to head far away into a new city full of fun activities, dreamlike views, and a local crime element determined to make travelers victims? That time is yours, and you can barely enjoy it, what with the work electronic mails and handheld answering machine messages that still find their way to you. Do you find that upon coming back to work, people will take it upon themselves to inquire about how your trip went? They can't even wait until your first cup of coffee is drizzling out of the break room coffee making machine into a stained cup with the company logo fading on its side, and suddenly they're up in your face asking you how your trip went. Then you need to call me. This is a violation of your right to preserve the little joy you felt on your vacation and not have it snatched away from you the moment you step foot back in your office by some nosy Nancy office drone or presumptuous Pete desk slug. I'll protect your rights not to be asked, Oh my gosh, how was the trip? This is a violation of the unspoken human agreement to leave each other alone after a vacation. You get one shot a year to not have to step foot into that demoralizing hellhole. These are the office place politics that I will fight for you on. I can't make your vacation longer, but I can make sure Sandy from Counts Receivable doesn't suck the joy right out of your soul the moment you step back in the office.
1: I had saved up my vacation time for two years before deciding to take a much-needed vacation to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I rode all the rides at Dollywood, touched some stingrays at the Aquarium of the Smokies, and got a shrimp basket at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. It was a trip of a lifetime. And when I got back to the office, the first thing my co-worker Wendy did was ask how it went, just like the sea harpy that she is. The absolute joy I'd felt on the trip was gone in an instant. I was devastated. Well, I called Larry Lawrenson, and he got me justice. The next time I go on vacation, Wendy has to avoid asking how it was or did I enjoy myself until at least my third day back. And I got to keep the watercolor painting of an otter I made at the arts and crafts shop for her while I was there. I only got it for her because every time she goes on a trip, she comes back with a heartfelt trinket for me bitch. Thanks, Larry Lawrenson.
0: You're stuck in an office five to six days a week, sometimes seven, but that doesn't mean you have to live under the oppressive thumb of office politics. Call me, Larry Lawrenson. I'm in your corner. Call now or contact us today via our electronic mail address, office law at AOL.net. Do it. Gene Pitney,
1: town without pity. You got to have pity in your city. Oh, hey, I'm going to run on that campaign promise. I don't know if I'll win. Hey, Hall of Fame Music Radio right here. We have a request line at Radio at gmail.com. A request Email line. Uh, They didn't have that when I started my radio career. And this one is from our friend, calls himself Christian underscore seven. It's a code name. He actually listens on the TuneIn radio app out in Norway, if you can believe it. And he said, hey, I just want to request a song. I said, what song? He said, whichever one. I'm busy packing packages of Norwegian candy that I mail to a friend out in the States. I said, you know what? That makes you an angel. You're sending that candy On the wings of love. So that's why this one's for you, Christian. Jeffrey Osborne right here, Hall of Fame Music Radio, 107.5 FM.
0: Hey y'all, what's going on? This is Kojak. I create music that can be found both on YouTube and SoundCloud, and now I'm a recent streamer on Twitch. So if you're looking for some chill instrumentals, check me out on YouTube and SoundCloud under K O J Q, and for some laughs, you can check my Twitch page under KO underscore JEQ. Everyone, please be safe, and thank you.
1: Hello there, this is Lauren Romo, one of the co hosts of the Galactic Podcast. We are two gals that just talk anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. Come join us for the Star Wars discussions. Stay for that silliness. You can find us on Apple Pod, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. Follow us on Twitter at the Galactic Pod. And as always, may that force be with you. Amanda. There's some great arena rock right there. You can hear the song and the soul of the lyrics just bouncing off the upper deck of a stadium in 1977. It's maybe bouncing off the AstroTurf, right? No? All right, hey, another request coming in from my friend Jeff Scribbler Saunders just completed a cool little trip across country. He did it safely. I saw some pictures he posted. That he had a mask on. He was good. He did it right, but he got to see cool little parts of the country. And he, he told me, uh, I want to hear something that captures... The relaxing vacation mode I was in, so I can take that with me going forward. And I said, oh, I got the song for you. Jimmy Buffett's here for you, Jeff, on Hall of Fame Music Radio. Here's another true fact about your host, Ken Apsock. He once had a mullet in the sixth grade, but the real business about the party in the back was that he really wanted a rat tail, but he couldn't figure out how to grow one. And now, on with the show.
0: Are we alone? What is already here? Is the thing that goes bump in the night real or imagined? I'm paranormal reporter Nolan Guthrie, and this is a Mysteries and the Unexplained mini-sode on Saturday Night Napsuk. What are your prime directors? Welcome everyone, I'm Nolan Guthrie, Paranormal Reporter and the Director of the Guthrie Learning Center of the Unexplained. I met Ken Napsok while he was a disc jockey for KWBR in Pismo Beach, California in the mid-90s. I was there investigating urban legends like the ghostly white lady of the Napomo Mesa and the alleged haunting of the historic Rose Victorian Inn, later called the Crystal Rose Inn. Tonight, we've got the real scoop on a UFO story that was making headlines earlier this week before being swept under the rug like so many of those momentous sightings are. On September 15, 2020, a large UFO and unidentified flying object, mind you, I do believe that definition is sometimes lost on people on all sides of the conversation, was spotted by thousands of known human beings in New Jersey, a state not known for having its citizens look up often. Videos and photos came pouring out of the area, and many believed that it was the most documented proof that our planet is sometimes used as an extraterrestrial cruising lane. Quickly though, officials and authorities discredited the video clips and reported sightings. Shortly thereafter, it was said that the Goodyear Tire Company had flown one of their blimps over a local professional football contest for broadcast purposes, and it was simply returning to base, so to speak. Now this on the surface does seem to track. Upon further examination, the grainy blurry photos and video stills emerging from the incident do seem to match the profile of a blimp. It is, as always, frustrating that while most 14-year-olds can stream live video from their bedrooms with the camera quality 42 times better than the technology used to film legendary sci-fi pictures such as 2001 A Space Odyssey, Star, Man, and the documentary Mom and Dad Saved the World, the footage from these highly publicized UFO and paranormal sightings have the same level of confusing murkiness as two teenagers losing their virginity. But even then, it does seem clear to many that this was a case of mistaken blimpness. Yet I am never one to stop on the surface. Though I am a paranormal reporter, I always want to know the truth. I always seek the real answers. I never assume that what I am seeing or shown is paranormal as was the case in 2000 when I led the movement to debunk the Marble Mountain Bigfoot footage, later proving that the frightened church group camping down below had not captured footage of a Sasquatch, but instead had accidentally filmed a shirtless Italian man lost on a hike. So, even if what I found debunks my own desires to have proof of the mysteries and the unexplained, I want the answers which is why I dug a little deeper to find out what might have really happened. There are clues to counter the claim that it is a blimp. One of the spokespersons for Goodyear lists her favorite travel destination as Roswell, New Mexico, and in fact has a photo of her at the famous alien beef jerky store in Baker, California. It's on her MySpace page with the caption, Tastes like home. As in the aforementioned Roswell case, this is not the first time that a balloon or balloon-like device was used to cover up an alien landing. A weather balloon was famously blamed in the Roswell crash, as most people know, but the original working title of the motion picture E.T. was called Balloon Boy Goes Home. I asked my own son, himself once a successful YouTube content creator for a channel called Captain Learning, and he stated that with even just the basic photo editing technology available, you could doctor the photo to make it seem like a blimp was there floating over the actual footage of an alien craft. He went on to explain that technology known as deepfake allows users to make it seem as though a celebrity like museum curator George Lucas was actually sitting in a chair giving bad takes on movies when in fact George was not there at all. In fact, my son lost his job because of the popularity of these style of videos and suggests one could deep fake a blimp over anything you wanted to. And finally, I have reached out to a witness that saw the UFO over his location in New Jersey on that night and he is refuting the official response from Goodyear and the American government. Please, welcome on the phone now. Actually, I uh, I didn't get your name.
1: My name? I'm not I'm not giving you my fing name, alright? I'm sitting over here with my son. We traveled over there to East Rutherford, New Jersey, to watch the, the Giants play there. Even though they don't they don't, they don't play there anymore. They got a, they got a, they got an okay team. We're playing the Steelers. I fing hate the Steelers, alright? And we're there, we're driving home, and we look up in the sky, and I just saw a fing alien. I saw an alien ship up there, and you want me to give you my name, like the government isn't tapping in my phone. What are you a mama look here? Well you play with your friends outside there? You're trying to do a radio show? I don't even know why I'm calling. Don't you even look at me. My son's looking. He wanted me to call into the show here, and I don't even know why I'm calling in here. You get your pants back on there. Why don't you go try to uh, practice your baseball a little harder out there? Because I I always wanted you to be Lima Zilli. I wanted you to be Lima Zilli, but you're nothing. Your mama looked there. Anyways, you're not getting my f***ing name.
0: All right. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, many of my callers do not want to provide any kind of identification, lest the government find them. That is understandable. But, sir, uh, am I to be uh, clear that you looked up into the sky and you definitely did not see a blimp?
1: No, if you, if you don't put the, if you put the fucking salami on the sandwich, what did what, you ask?
0: Uh, yes, uh, yes, I I asked simply if, uh, when you looked up into the sky, did what you see resemble a blimp as is being, uh, given as the answer for what everyone saw?
1: A blimp? A f***ing blimp? No! No! I looked up in the sky, and I saw a spacecraft there, okay? I saw a spacecraft just like that Richard Dreyfuss saw in that movie where he started play with his food because he saw he, he saw visions of what was coming down to Earth there, no one believed him. No one believes me. I looked up in the sky. I saw a spacecraft. I looked at the windows. I could see green alien faces, little round faces, little black eyes, and dilly-doppers, and they were looking down on me like they were going to anally probe me right there in my friend's front yard, okay? So f*** your blimp.
0: I no uh sir no uh I, I it's not my blimp it's not my blimp
1: yeah, you're goddamn right it's not your blimp, your mama Luke, because I'll tell you what there. It was It was definitely an alien spacecraft. Don't believe the government here, all right? I know what a blimp looks like. I was at the Rose Bowl in 1969. I looked up and I saw the blimp there, all right? I met my wife there. We had a good time. It was the first time. We went back to the hotel where they had hard cushions there. We, we made sweet love for the first time. That was the first night. Eventually, I married that woman. Uh, you know, uh, we got divorced a few times. Uh, what are you going to do? You come, you come out of love, you come in out of love. And I'm looking at you, kid, and you're the one. Go put salami on my fucking sandwich there, all right? God bless it. God damn it, man. I'll tell you what. No, I, I definitely, uh, definitely. I know what a blimp looks like. Damn, am not an idiot here. All right. I worked for years. I worked for years. I, I retired with nothing two years ago. You know what they, when I retired, you know what they gave me? They gave me a set of pens, a set of pens. I'm not going to write anything. What is this? 1875? on want to write letters. No, it was a f-ing alien spacecraft.
0: Okay, sir. Uh, okay, got it. Uh, have you ever seen any other, you've seen a blimp, sir, but have you seen any other alien spacecraft in your time?
1: Have I seen an alien spacecraft? Have I seen any, what am I, what am I? Luke Starbuck? No, I've never seen a spacecraft. I've seen blimps. I know what blimps are. I don't trust the government there. They're hiding the stuff there. I heard about the thing that happened out in the New Mexico. There, I went to New Mexico once. I went to Gallup, New Mexico, for a convention one time at the old job there. It was a great time there. There was a Sonic Burger, I had, I had a lot of I had, I had tater tots. It was a good time there. Don't look at me like that, kid. You go make my sandwich. I want a sandwich tonight. And you're going to make it for me because i got to call this stupid radio show with a stupid guy over here with this blimp.
0: Again, yeah, again, again. Not, not my, not my blimp. Okay. Uh, in the time we have remaining, sir. Um. Uh... Uh, you're you're. Spit
1: it out there! What do you got you, marbles in your mouth? Okay. What are, you, what are you doing there? You playing marbles with your friends in the street there? You you can't, you can't you're supposed to be on a radio. You're broadcasting there, right? All right. I used to trust John Chancellor. That was that was a news broadcaster back in the day. I don't know what you are there. Ask me a question. You asked me a question. It was a spacecraft. What do you want me? I don't have a laser sword. I don't have anything there. All right. It was exactly what I said it was. It was a spacecraft. It wasn't a blimp. Why are you ask me this question?
0: Well, sir, we're, we are asking because you were a witness. You claim to be a witness. And I understand that you have seen a spacecraft, but the government and uh, officials for Goodyear have said it's, it's a blimp. And some of the photos uh, I do see are convincing uh, that it might be a.
1: OK, listen, listen up. You f-
0: OK, listen. Up, yes. All right.
1: Yeah, you want gotcha. to trust? You want to trust the government here? I'll tell. You, my uncle used to work for the for the federal government there. He used to work. He used to work. He worked under. He worked under Javits. All right, over there, in New York, there. And I'll tell. Let me tell you something there. He, he knows for a fact. He told me for a fact that they put. They used to put chemicals in the water that would make us all sleepy, so we'd go go to bed early and we wake, wake up early and we can go have a nice productive day at work. That's the kind of stuff that used to happen with the government there. So let me tell you something. It was no blimp. It was a spacecraft, and they're ready. They're gonna attack things. All right. Now I got. I've got time for this. My son's got a sandwich made. For me there, and there better be f-ing salami on there. There better be f**king salami. I'm looking, I'm smelling it. I don't. Say, anyways, I'll, I'll, you're gonna end your program. You're gonna end your little radio program, your little Geraldo Rivera show, whatever you think you're doing, Wolfman Jack. And you're gonna let me go. It was a spacecraft. Got
0: it? Definitely yes. Okay, thank you, sir. Uh, I, again, sorry. Uh, didn't get your name.
1: F- you. That's my name. Got it? Write that down in a little book and don't forget it. Good night.
0: Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, Good night. Thank you, uh, sir, for that witness. All right. Uh, Well, that didn't go as planned, so perhaps we'll have to accept the government's answer for now. We'll return with a future edition of Mysteries and the Unexplained here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Good night.
1: It's time for the list. Today, we've got the best ways to improve your sex life. Number three. Turn on the lights so you can look into your lover's eyes and realize having the lights off was the right call all along. Number two. Learn the boundaries, wants, and desires of your partner. And don't forget what you learn for the next two minutes. Number one. And the best way to improve your sex life. Call out the right name. Clink, clink. And that's the list. Hey, hey, we've got a birthday. That's right. Join me in wishing listener Lauren Romo a very special happy birthday. She's celebrated a big birthday this past week. She's the best. She's the co-host of the Galactic Podcast. I was a guest on that recently. Go check out that show. Lauren, happy birthday to you from me and all of us here at Saturday Night Knapsack. All right, got that over with, eh? Those are the worst. I hate those things. She's, uh, she's from Detroit. God, the city's horrible. It smells like motor oil and failure. Like dreams gone bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never been there. No, I just it's, it's like making jokes about it. All right. Uh, what do you want to go to eat afterwards? You want to go to Denny's? That's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to wear a mask. <laughs> Come on. That's stupid. All right, let's go.
0: What? Why is it still f- why is it on? Don't press the- pre- press the record button off! I'm gonna get fired! God.
1: This day in history, September 17, 1920, 15 gentlemen of a certain sort gathered in Canton, Ohio, meeting on the running boards of motorized vehicles and determined that it would be in the best interests of their pocketbooks to formally organize a ragtag group of football clubs into a fully functional football league. "'Twas a good idea," said the men, and the National Football League was formed. Though technically, that name came two days later. It was initially called the American Organization for the Professional Ramming of Heads Together in a Joint Fight for a Pigskin League. There were ten teams at the start from great, robust American cities like Akron, Racine, and the Stomping Bear campsite in North Dakota. The teams had a wide collection of names now considered to be culturally insensitive, but were then heralded as proclamations of conquering victories over all that came before us. The teams were full of players mostly on break from their mining jobs, and they all wore thin leather helmets that would launch headfirst into their opponents to hopefully gain one yard of field position at the cost of a shorter lifespan. One of the teams was comprised simply of two full-grown oxen-wearing helmets and a kicker. From these humble beginnings, the National Football League would grow to become the most lucrative beer commercial advertising campaign in history. Fans still root for their favorite teams with the fervor usually reserved for dictators while wishing their players were as lifeless as the oxen that once played for the Shabokan Custer's revenge. All this and more happened on this day in history. All right, my friends, that is the show, the 31st edition of Saturday Night Suck. Thank you so much for supporting me and supporting the show. We really do appreciate it. Like, I mean, I can't tell you how much I appreciate I might. There's a good chance I stay up late at night crying. I want to especially thank my executive producer supporters, Thomas Risling, Lethal Logan X, Matt Thompson, Nathan Ovendale, Ty Schallenberger, Chad Benefield, Tommy Terry Green, Jonas Bergen, Old Handsaw, Zach Taylor, Ranger Donald, Ed, Ferris Smoothana. Part of the team as well. There's also a lot of great supporters in the T.N.F. Boardroom level. There's a lot of places to plug in support. So uh, there you go. Dig on in if you so choose by going to Patreon.com/slash KenNapsuck. Special thanks to Patreon supporter Matt Thompson for this week's pre-roll and Kyle Harlow, aka Harry Carey, for the Morning Drive Media Station identification. Thanks to John Mariano from Long Island for the inspiration on The Donut bit. The Mysteries and the Unexplained theme song is from Kojak. Check out his music on YouTube. Uh, big thanks to associate producer Sean Arnold for his help with the radio clips. Listen to me on Hall of Fame Music Radio in Newcastle and Huntington, Pennsylvania, and anywhere visit the website at hofmradio.com. Every Saturday morning at 8 a.m., hofmradio.com. Check it out. Visit knapsack.com. Dot .com for more, more information and follow us on Twitter Knapsack and Morning Drive Media. And finally, as always, be sure to tell a friend about Saturday night naps.